Thanks for sticking with me, guys. It's the second part of the show. If you've listened to the first part, it was kind of my philosophy about why you should garden. Now let's get into a few facts about gardening. Well, besides the fact that you're out doing something, that you're moving and you're pulling plants and you're watering and digging, and which is basically a health, it's exercise, folks. The more you get, the better off you are in most cases. In addition to that, the number biggest reason, I think, that gardens that are grown at your house are the most valuable is because homegrown food has been shown without a doubt to have more nutrient density. It's, got, it's better for you than the stuff you buy at the store. One of my sayings always was, you are what you eat. Well, your food that you eat is dependent on how it was raised. So in essence, the food you eat is also how good it is. Food grown in rich living soils contain a much higher concentration of vitamins, minerals, proteins, antioxidants, and for that matter, other beneficial phytochemicals, fancy word, that store food, store-bought food just either has very little of or sometimes none. Studies have shown that produce available in store has lost most of it. It loses over 40% of its nutritional value in the last 50 years. In other words, the longer we've gone, the further it goes, the more commercial it's grown, the less value it gives you when you eat it. And it's just mostly because of just really poor farming practices. They want to grow 10,000. They want to, they're not, they're not uh, careful. They want to get it up, get it grown and get it to you. Pesticides and the degradation of the food supply is due to me, at least in part, to an introduction of things about 30 years ago called GMO products. These mass-produced items, okay, often grown in nutrient and mineral depleted soils, probably because due to conventional degenerative agricultural practices, and that includes the one I've still got a hot thing about, genetically modification of seeds. And the plants are already stressed due to tight spacing and the lack of beneficial soil organisms. This leads to produce almost totally devoid of a lot of valuable nutrition. And that's regardless of how it may look on the outside. You can't go, matter of fact, there are some studies that if it's not quite so pretty on the outside, it may even be better for you. In these studies, when compared to crops from conventional farms, crops from regenerative agriculture farms, which means, incidentally, grown in living soil like you would have in your own garden, had 34% more vitamin K, 15% more vitamin E, 15% more vitamin B1, and 17% more B2. The regenerative agriculture crop also had 11% more calcium, 16% more phosphorus, and almost 30, 27% more useful copper, all of which are considered micronutrients that is really part of being a healthy, strong, living system. This same study also compared wheat crops. Regenerative wheat crops were planted in a crop rotation pattern that included cover crops between crops of spring barley and winter wheat. The regenerative wheat samples had 41% more boron, 30% more magnesium, 48% more calcium, and over 50, about 56% more zinc than conventional wheat samples grown commercially. Folks, that's not a little, that's a lot. There's a big difference in what would be in relationship to the health that you would gain from eating one versus the other. When you grow crops at home in living soil, created 
by adding homemade compost, companion planting, mulching, everything we recommend you do at your garden, the produce you harvest will be significantly more nutritious than anything you can buy at the local store. And another point I want to add here is, and I have, I am living proof of this, food grown at home is more fresh. The texture, the color, and the flavor is of a much higher quality than food that has often been picked sometimes a month before you get it and shipped many thousands of miles to get to you for your grocery list, for instance. I understand about 70%, 67% of all the lettuce we live in the United States on is grown in a small area in California. So it's got to be shipped if you live in the East Coast or the Midwest, like me, 1,500, 2,000 miles before you even get it. And not only that, but when your food is grown in rich living soils that has natural sugars, flavonoids, and other phytonutrients produced in your crops of a higher concentration, meaning juicier, more delicious produce. This is, at least in part, due to the symbiotic connections between garden plants grown in rich living soils and the beneficial organisms that dwell in such soil. The mycorrhizae fungi, the protozoa, the nematodes, the microanthropods, mutualistic bacteria, and and you can name other things. Store-bought fruits and vegetables are bred, for one thing, to favor long shelf life over flavor and over nutrition. Whereas especially homegrown and heirloom garden crops, on the other hand, are bred for flavor, color, character, resilience, and to preserve unique cultural heritage in case of the heirlooms, thereby leading to delicious and really unique produce. Commercially grown crops produced on a large scale are bred for uniformity, aesthetics, and easy harvesting. This ignores the genes responsible for flavor and nutrition. In addition, many neutral sugars in your favorite crops turn to starch immediately upon harvest. There's nothing sweeter than eating a blueberry or a strawberry right after picking it. Why? Because as soon as that produce is harvested, the sugars start turning into starch once they're broke away from the plant. When you buy from grocery stores, there's no way to know how long that fruit or vegetable has been off that vine or other kind of plant. The more time that elapses between harvest and when you eat, the more of the plant's natural sugars and nutritions have turned into a less usable product. In the case of sugar, it's turned into starch. But when you pick your own, you control how quickly you consume a fruit or a vegetable. Usually, you can also wait to pick it at its peak ripeness, which the things that come from you from miles away are usually picked before they're really, really at their ripest stage in order for them to be able to ship it around. I found a study from a pretty reputable university, Purdue, that shows standard sweet corn loses 50% of its sugar content in the first 12 hours after it's been harvested. And as I was saying, store-bought produce is often harvested before peak ripeness and sometimes even ripened artificially. Since most produce to be sold in grocery stores travels a significant distance, many fruits and vegetables are harvested before peak ripeness on a regular basis. Some will then be ripened artificially during transport. For example, tomatoes are harvested when they are many times bright green. Then ethylene gas is applied to the tomato during transport to artificially ripen them to the red that we prefer. 
Do you realize in modern agriculture, the soil has been stripped of a lot of natural nutrients by via degenerative practices like heavy tilling and synthetic chemicals. To make up for this lack of nutrients, growers apply what? Chemical and synthetic fertilizers. These chemical fertilizers provide the main nutrients plants need to grow, but they do not contribute micronutrients or the soil microbiome plants need for a really complete nutritional profile. And another factor a lot of people don't think about that's worth mentioning is that when chemical fertilizers are applied, crop yields increase. While this seems like a good idea, it's what I call it the, the dilution effect. What happens is it causes the fruits and vegetables to decrease in nutritional density and in many cases flavor. So in essence, combining heirloom seeds with living fertile soil in your garden allows you to have access to delicious and nutritious food for enjoying and creating in the kitchen and, of course, contributes to your regenerative gardening and therefore continues to make your garden soils better and better over time. Because I'm getting up there in years, let me reemphasize my thoughts on the exercise. Growing your food, getting outside, breathing fresh air, and getting closer to nature all provide what I think are wonderful health benefits. But gardening also offers physical activities that can improve the, the big four, I call it. Your endurance, your strength, your balance, and your flexibility. I'm in my 70s, folks, and it's one of the things that makes me get up and get going, I guess, is it. Caring for the soil and garden plants can be made less physically strenuous than a conventional approach using methods like no-till gardening, companion planting, I call st and other permaculture techniques. But cultivating the soil and growing delicious and nutritious food inevitably means moving around regularly, bending, stretching, lifting. Regular exercise and a healthy diet prevents and can address and reverse, in many cases, things like obesity which can lead to diseases such as cancer, heart disease, and high blood pressure. So when you garden, you're doing a win-win. You're getting yourself good food. You're getting nutrition. If you're doing it right, you're actually adding back, regenerating the area you're using, and at the same time doing something that's very, very good for health of at least the average person that can get out there and get it done. And for the last kicker I think about, how about saving money on medical bills? As I mentioned earlier, Grocery store food can be over a month old and or pretty bog-on much nutrient depleted due to being grown in deficit dirt using synthetic fertilizers. Not only that, but the truth is that much of that food has been really processed. Many cases, they can legally contain dangerous GMOs. We're not sure what they're going to do down the road. Or is chemical laden and often leads to a shorter and less full life with big medical expenses down the road. For those of you that listen to me, remember, I do the dirty dozen about once a month, and then I tell you the clean 15. I tell everybody if they can to at least buy the dirty dozen organically if you can't grow your own. Food grown in a garden at home with rich soils, which contains higher concentrations of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and many other beneficial phytonutrients. They increase our health, immune response, ability to natural detox, and mitigate the onset of a lot of degenerative conditions. And when you do grow your own, you can assure yourself that the food you grow at home is also free of harmful chemicals that cause cumulative damage, especially by internal organs over time. These damages that can lead to things, 
incidentally, digestive orders, cancer, neurodegenerative diseases. We don't know all yet because we're, a lot of us are not eating healthy food anymore. Thus, growing your own food at home, especially when you keep your soil rich and alive, means less time and money spent on medical bills, both for you and your children. And for that matter, since I'm a pet nut for your pets, as I, <laughs> I might do a portion on the show on pets someday. Anyway, thanks for staying tuned. This has been my sort of kick down on the gardens. Uh, then maybe here at the, this last part of the show or certainly by next week, I'll start going to exact gardening practices, at least for the month of March in my area. But it, you can extrapolate it to most anywhere area you live in. So be back after this with more of Organic Matters. 